Hi, this is Jen with Bright Families. Today is a quick episode on body handling. In other words, how you hold your posture, how you bend your knees, how you bend over, how you reach for things, and why this can make a bigger difference than you would expect in how you maintain your muscle tone and your posture over time. So I'll start with a story. When I was pregnant with my fifth, I went to the chiropractor because I was walking with my friends and it would hurt in the front of my pelvis after I'd walked a while. And I asked him, I was about five months along, and I said, is this just how it's going to be? Because, you know, I've had several children. And he said, no, 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 no. You're too early to call it like that. You are handling your body wrong. You are too loose in the front and too tight in the back, which is totally true. I have not great abs and tight hamstrings, and I tend to lock my knees. It doesn't seem to cause any problems or any pain, but I do. So it was clearly correct what he said. That's part of why I like chiropractors. They have a sense of how your body is supposed to be aligned, and they just give you useful advice like that. And so he told me, do not sit cross-legged. Do not um, sit on the floor like Taylor sitting. Do not let your knees go apart when you're sitting. He said, whatever you do, you have to keep your knees together all the time. And ideally, you would sit on the floor with your legs out straight, which I already knew was good for my posture, but I kind of hate because it pulls on my tight hamstrings. So I took his advice for the remainder of the pregnancy and kept my knees together as much as possible, didn't sit cross-legged, sat on the floor with my legs straight out rather than, you know, Taylor sitting. And when I had my fifth baby, I had the best abs I'd have after any kid. And she wasn't even my most active pregnancy. She wasn't the pregnancy where I gained the least weight. There was no other thing to account for it except that I'd been kind of forced by discomfort to take his advice and handle my body differently for five, four and a half months. And I got a lot of questions afterwards, like, what do you do? It's your fifth kid. How are you back in your regular clothes? Your abs look great. And there wasn't any secret except I just handled my body in a way that was not my inclination. And that had really changed the look of things much more than I would have expected. So I don't do this consistently now. I should. Whenever I do, I notice a difference in a few weeks. If I start sitting on the floor with my legs straight out, so I have to really engage my core. Um, If I keep my knees together while I'm driving and sitting it does make a difference in how my abs are engaged throughout the day. So that's why I wanted to have this podcast because often moms are not carving out much time to exercise or you just don't really have much interest. You're tired. You've got a lot of other things on your mind. It kind of just slips off the radar. And I'm definitely one of those people that doesn't like to exercise when I'm hot. I'm just kind of lazy about it. But to the extent that I do these things and handle my body in certain ways, it can maintain some decent posture and muscle tone without actual exercise. As a culture, we we sit on the ground or we sit on the chairs too much. We drive a lot. And both of those are positioned where we can really relax our core because we have these squishy chairs. We can slouch. 
um, especially with driving. The chairs are not designed to encourage you to have good posture. So it's very easy in mom life, especially homeschool mom life, you're sitting, helping your kids homeschool. You drive them lots of places. Between those two things, if your posture is not engaged, that's hours every day where your core is just checked out. So if I'm able to sit on the ground while the kids are doing school, if they don't seem to mind, um, sometimes there's a kid who's also just sitting on the ground to read a book or something like that. Um, that makes a big difference. And of course, if I can just remember to keep my knees together and pull my head up, like they always tell you to in ballet class, pull my head up to engage my core, even while I'm sitting. When I'm driving, I try to particularly pull my chin back because, of course, it tends to creep forward as you drive, and that you know increases your kind of shoulder discomfort by the end of the day. So I try to style my hair with a so I don't have a bun in the wrong place. So I can press the back of my head against the headrest of the car. And that's kind of my cue that I have my head far enough back. And that helps a lot with just general driving fatigue and posture. Another thing that the kids will sometimes do around the house, I don't do this with an actual placemat on my head, but the kids will sometimes put like a placemat or a pot holder on their head and walk around and play princesses. And if you're my age, you might have had your grandma telling you to do this. I know my grandma would encourage me to walk around with a book on my head or something on my head. I, I kind of don't like watching books fall on the ground. And I think a potholder, something that has a tiny bit of weight, will provide that physical cue to lift your head and pull your spine up. And that is another big, big factor for why our backs tend to get uncomfortable over time is we're just not maintaining that stretched spine. So any cue, whether it's a potholder or just in your mind, thinking of that string pulling up like they tell you in a ballet or dance class, that can be really, really helpful. So as many times as I can remember that through the day, then that's a big help. Um, A few other things that I sometimes do that help when I'm not carving out the time for exercise, it helps me just kind of break even and not have my body totally go to seed is um, doing some squats or lunges around the house in the odd moments of the day when I'm house cleaning, like just squatting while I vacuum or clean something. Sometimes when the kids are playing on the floor, I might do some planks if I'm going to chat with the kids. My kids are kind of tolerant to this. They don't care if I'm doing planks on the floor or stretching while I have a conversation with them. And we have some mats like, you know, soft mats kind of tucked behind the couches so I can just pull them out into the living room and then put them away easily. And then my friend told me she was doing toe raises in the bathroom. I was commenting on how nice her legs looked in heels or something, and she said, oh, I've been doing, you know, uh, toe raises every time I'm taking a shower. Just, like, pump my pump my calves the whole time. And it had made a noticeable difference. I mean, I'd noticed enough to ask. And then, of course, the other thing for moms that tends to go is arms, right? You tend to put on weight. It's a thyroid thing. It's a lymphatic thing. And, of course, it's just a general muscle tone weight thing. And for some people, this is more noticeable than others. But it's particularly a thing for my genetic heritage 
that the arms get super soft. So I lift weights a little bit when I think of it. I do push-ups a little bit when I think of it, not enough. But I found that even just waving my arms around for a minute or two at a time, getting them above my waist uh, makes a big difference. So now when nobody's watching, you know, when the shower's running and the water's heating up, I'm like waving my arms for a minute. Or when the coffee's brewing or the microwave's going, I'm waving my arms or doing a couple squats in the pantry. And I guess if the kids came in, they would just laugh, but nobody really comes in. So those little things at least mean that when I'm not carving out any time to exercise in a more structured way, at least my clothes keep fitting for months and months at a time. And obviously there's you know, appetite and food and other techniques involved with that, but I do think this is part of it. It's part of keeping your pants fitting more or less the same way without putting in an hour or two a day exercising. So just to recap, you know, pull that string on your head, keep your knees together, sit on the floor when you can and stretch your legs out in front of you. Do some squats and lunges around the house in odd little moments. Uh, Do some planks on the floor. If the, you know, just while the kids are hanging out, you could do five minutes of planks or a few push-ups, mom push-ups. Do some toe raises. I actually do these while I'm doing dishes, but my friend does them in the shower. Or I'll stand on one leg while I'm doing dishes or vacuuming. Because even just putting your weight on one leg engages your core, engages your brain with your body in a different way than standing on two legs. And then I've been waving my arms around in weird ways at odd moments when nobody's watching for a minute or two at a time, which is about as long as I really enjoy doing it anyway. Obviously, if you're going to be much more dedicated to your arms, you do it for 10 or 15 minutes. So working up to that. All right, I hope this is helpful for somebody who feels like they don't have time, their schedule's already pretty packed, but they don't want to totally let everything go. Have a great day.